Mac Robinson back here on the fan overtime with Jonathan Peterlin in for JP. Taking you up until midnight here. And again, Jared Mueller, SB Nation, Dogs by Nature joining me here, of course, on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. But in talking with him, I'm really interested to see how the coaching carousel kind of ends up spinning in terms of Browns coaches. Because I think he hit the nail on the head. I know a lot of people have been talking about, you know, Jim Schwartz and, you know, if he were to potentially leave. But why is his name not necessarily getting brought up as much? This is a historic defense. You know, this is a great this is a great team. And what I find interesting is the fact that you know, Nathan Zagura, Browns color analyst, he joined Ken and Lima this morning. And he he talked about Jim Schwartz's impact on this defense and why he isn't necessarily being or why isn't he being considered for a head coaching position. I don't know. I think that our league is very much enamored with offensive-minded coaches right now. What do you think of, you know, trying to build a franchise? You want to have uh, that guy who's the play caller that works with your franchise quarterback. He's done it before. I think, is he worthy of doing it? Obviously, of course he is. But he is a tremendous defensive coordinator, and it's almost a match made in heaven for the way that he wants to coordinate a defense and then the talent that is here. Because as you were going through some of those names, and obviously, you know, Miles has been great, but you can't lead the league in single high man coverage, man one, cover one, without the guys we've got. And I think he hit the nail on the head there. It's a perfect combination. It's a perfect combo. Because I almost look at this in the same way that Bill Callahan, I'm not expecting him to leave unless he wants to. I don't expect somebody else to come in and take away Bill Callahan away from this team. And, I mean... All accounts, it seems like he's really enjoying his time here. But Jim Schwartz, I think that he's a little bit older of a coach at this point. You know, by and by NFL standards. And, you know, with Jim Schwartz, you know, he's somebody who is 57 years old. By the time you get to 60, you don't really see many coaches get hired at that point. But on top of that, the NFL is so offensive-centric. And one of the biggest names this offseason when it comes to coaching when it comes to the coaching carousel is Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator for the Lions. And again, rightfully so. I mean, they've done a fantastic job between Jared Goff, or I guess the people on South Park would just call him Jared Gurf. Sam Laporta, Jer- Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery taking advantage. You know, that offense, it makes sense. He's a young guy. He's in his 30s. Offense has been humming. He's going to have a lot of opportunities. I think, I mean, I think the only the only head coaching candidate that you're really going to get this year that's above the age of, or that's older than Jim Schwartz is going to be Bill Belichick. Because I don't think he's back in New England. But Jim Schwartz at this point has all the talent that he wants. Has a talent that fits his quote-unquote, fits his system. He's got good man cover corners. He's got multiple safeties that can play single high, cross the middle of the field, can play cover two, 
having those two deep safeties to to cover the cover the boundaries. And, you know, Juan Thornhill, also you've gotten one in Ronnie Hickman. Grant Delpit's kind of a Swiss Army knife there for you. JOK, same thing. I haven't even gotten to the defensive line yet. You got the favorite for defensive player of the year in Miles Garrett among an extremely talented group. I don't think you got anything to worry about with losing Jim Schwartz. And granted, I think you should. Because the guy's a phenomenal coach. But I think that seeing this, seeing how this team has done, and especially the success that they've had with Schwartz, the way that these players have reacted to Schwartz, because again, previous years, it was so much of separation. You didn't really hear too much about players interacting as, as well together. Now you're getting guys having team dinners. Everybody's hanging out together. Everything's hunky-dory. Everybody's having a grand old time. And also, Jim Schwartz is not afraid to call you out. So in seeing how this defense has responded, I think you've got of both worlds. Not only do you have a guy who is a great candidate, who should be a head coaching candidate, but because of the age and because of the way that the NFL is, you're not really going to see that many defensive coaches. You're still waiting on Brian Flores to get to get uh, hired. You know, the Bengals defensive coordinator, he's been in the mix the last few years. He's still in Cincinnati. Patrick Graham over in, over in Vegas with the Raiders. He was a longtime coaching candidate favorite. He hasn't even gotten one. I believe some interim chances here and there, but outside of that, nothing. It's very few and far between to see a defensive head coach get hired. Gerard Mayo might be one of the few. D'Amico Ryan's obviously down in, in Houston. He's done a phenomenal job. And both of those guys, rightfully so, like in the mix. Obviously, Ryan's got the job in Houston. Gerard Mayo, honestly, I would bet he's probably going to be Bill's successor in New England. But you don't see defensive coaches get hired. You don't. You don't see it happen that much in the NFL let alone an older defensive coach. I'm not sweating it. And on top of that, again, with the way that these players play for him and they respond to him and how they fit his defense, I think you're fine. It's the perfect balance. You might have one of the best, you might have one of the best defensive coordinators in the game, in Jim Schwartz. And then on offense, you got the best offensive line coach. Again, Jerron Christian. He's been solid all he's been solid ever since he got signed by the team. And you're down to your fourth and fifth tackle at certain points, down to your third center, second, third string guards. Bill Callahan isn't getting a head coaching gig. So, in seeing how all of this has kind of worked out, I think this is a perfect storm where Jim Schwartz is an extremely fantastic head coach. He's not going out the door. 
216-474-0092, number to call in. And, you know, with this team especially as well, Jim Schwartz not only makes an impact on the players, but he makes an impact on the coaching staff. And earlier today, Kevin Stefanski uh, spoke with the media and was asked about, you know, Jim Schwartz's impact on their defense. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the NFL. You, you have success, and, and then you may lose coaches, but in, in a lot of ways, that's a great thing for that coach and for an organization. You know, I really like a lot of our coach. I like all of our coaches, so uh, they're doing a great job. But when it comes to those opportunities, if that's something that comes about, I'll be excited for any of our coaches, including Jim. And he's absolutely right. There's going to be coaches that come and go. I mean, now we'll take a look at the offensive coordinator in, in Arizona. You know, he was a guy here that has been trying to, or that has been working his way up. Gets a chance with Arizona. Granted, you know, before Kyler Murray came back, really weren't dealing with much. Obviously, he had some success there with Josh Dobbs, but then, you know, you had Clayton Toon for a week when, you know, Miles Garrett pretty much put him in a body bag. But... All of a sudden now, Kyler Murray is back. James Conner is healthy. And the Arizona Cardinals just knocked off the Philadelphia Eagles last week. And that's a team that offensively, you didn't think much of. If, if I told you to name two of their wide receivers, you can't do it. And that's why you look at some of these guys, and that adds on to the Kevin Stefanski legacy. Then, All of a sudden, it becomes, all right, great. Kevin Stefanski is able to develop coaches. That's how you get these young coaches to come in and develop under, under you, and you all of a sudden now have guys that are, com- that are coming into Cleveland, smart young minds that are able to take other jobs. That's how it works. If you do good at your job and you learn from these people, you'll get another job that's a that's a promotion for you. Congratulations, you're doing it well. Welcome to America. And seeing how this team and seeing how these guys have, have progressed, I think that the Browns are just in a good spot. Do you think that Jim Schwartz, are you concerned about Jim Schwartz leaving Cleveland? 216-474-0092. If you're worried, don't worry. Go ahead. Call in. Talk to me. I'll, t- I'll talk you down the ledge. I got you. Okay? If you want to tweet at me, at MacRobinson95 on Twitter or X, whichever one you want to call it. I'm not Elon. I'm not going to fine you for it. I'm not going to block you. But I'm curious to see how this is going to turn out here. Because with how well the Browns have done this season, they're really starting to get into a rhythm here. And especially with some of their backups. Deron Harmon, I mentioned. You know, Ronnie Hickman was able to get an interception for a touchdown, his first pick of his career. But... (laughs) But, looking last week, and seeing how this seeing how this team has developed especially i think that this is a team Furman, especially with I'm those backups getting those reps and, and developing here sure I-
I think that these guys are getting into a rhythm and seeing the defensive line and how these guys have meshed. I think that that is credit to Jim Schwartz. And coming up next, not only are they historic, or not only are they good, they're historically good. Mac Robinson, 923 The Fan. Back at it here on Overtime with Jonathan Peterlin, Mac Robinson in for JP here tonight. Taking up until midnight off the beaten path with Mackenzie Flume coming up about 10 o'clock, about 20 minutes. And Evan Damerel, locked on Cavs, as well as right down Euclid. Going to be joining me coming up at coming up at 11. Talk about the Cavs most likely getting a victory here as by 25. Two minutes ago, we'll react to that here coming up in just a bit. But, you know, I talked about it before the break. And this Browns defense, obviously Jim Schwartz wants to, could, wants to be a head coach, obviously wants a promotion, just like we all do. But the way that he's coached up this team, it is insane. And I saw I saw these stats on Twitter. So, by comparison here, the Browns' defense since 1999, for a single season here, since 1999, the Browns' defense is number one in terms of being the hardest defense to move the ball against. And this is by series conversion rate over average. So, how many times do they convert... When it comes or compared to league average for series, number one is the Browns at negative eleven point four. So that's eleven percent lower than the regular se- than the average season or series conversion rate. Number two, the Baltimore Ravens in two thousand. Yeah, that defense, the one that won the Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer. And they had a 10.6 series conversion rate for that season over average. Negative 10.6, excuse me. But what's crazier is the fact that this year, in, in 16 games, the Browns have given up 34 touchdowns this year. Craziest part of that, 11 of those drives started in Browns territory. Thanks to turnovers, And good field position for the defense. So, 11 of the 34 drives started in Browns territory. That is 32% of touchdowns that they have allowed and of touchdown drives have been on a short field. And five five of those, 15%, started inside of the Browns 20. But by comparison... Three drives have been longer than 80 yards. So in terms of how this Browns defense is done, if you get the ball inside your own thir- inside your own 20, which, hey, Browns punter Corey Bajorquez has been doing a phenomenal job of that this year. If you get inside your own 20, probably not scoring. At least not a touchdown. And by comparison... That Ravens defense I mentioned, they gave up 22 touchdowns, and just one of those drives 
started inside of the Ravens' territory. The Browns have been doing better. The only reason why they've allowed more why they've allowed more touchdowns is because turnovers. And that's what we've been saying all year. Browns have lost a good amount of these games. I don't have the number in front of me. They've lost a lot of these games this year. Or they've lost... They've lost a lot of the turnover battles throughout this year. And the way that that's been handled has been really interesting because the defense has to pick up the slack there. The defense has done well. And they've been not just good and not just one of the best in the NFL. They've been one of the best, period, since 1999. And again, people argue that that Ravens defense is one of the best of all time. That team never had a drive, never gave up a touchdown drive that started inside of their own 20. They never had the short field. Just one of those drives. Started in the Ravens' territory. By comparison, the Browns have had 11 of those inside of their own territory and five of them inside of their own 20. This Browns defense is insane. And the craziest part is, is that they can still get better. I mentioned the fact that 11 drives, 11 of the 34 touchdown drives that they've allowed this year have started inside their own territory. You clean up those correctable mistakes. This isn't going to be close. This is going to be a grinded out type of a win for this Browns team. And it's going to be, you're going to be able to move on. You're going to have a nice long January and potentially February postseason run. Because you want to know what teams are built on in the postseason? Defense. Those defensive performances where you have those guys, that defense that steps up. That's what you look forward to, and that's why this team isn't even at their best yet. You have Joe Flacco dotting the field left and right. He only had 13 yards in the second half, passing yards. Again, that's not to take away from Joe Flacco. That's to say you scored 37 points and you had 13 passing yards in the second half. You can be that much better. Joe Flacco basically handed the ball to Jermaine Johnson as he was coming off the edge. If the team corrects what it needs to, you're going to be cooking with gas. And that's why having somebody like Obo Okoronkwo coming back, like having somebody potentially like Grant Delpit, you mix those guys in along with these other role players that have been playing well, you mix those guys in, and all of a sudden all these guys are hitting their stride as we hit as we go into the postseason, that's when you want to be playing your best ball. I love Mike McDaniel. But that Miami Dolphins team dropped 70 in week four in the last few weeks or just about any time that they play a team that's a playoff contender? No show. Funny enough, they are MIA. 
when you need them most. Baltimore Ravens last week dropped 56. And you lose Bradley Chubb on a play that was meaningless. Meanwhile, you still got, or they go up against the the Philadelphia Eagles earlier in the year. Don't show up for that game either. And meanwhile, you have teams that are really starting to hit their stride now. A team that, uh, in the NFC, I love the Rams. Their defense was much better than, than I expected. Now, granted, again, you had Joe Flacco coming off the couch. That was his first game starting. I get that. But for what the Browns have, they have momentum, and the Rams are another team heading their stride. They're a dangerous team, especially with Matthew Stafford. Cavs game going final as the Cavaliers getting the win over the Washington Wizards here tonight, 114-90. Talk about that here in just a bit as the Cavaliers getting the win and uh, knocking the Wizards down. Still six wins on the season for them. Just not a great team, but especially for the, the Cavaliers. Donovan Mitchell, great game. Again, coming up, we'll talk about that coming up here in just a bit. But kind of finish my thought here with the Browns defense with this Browns team in general the defense is still molding and shifting but with the pieces that they've had step up in in place this year I really feel like this is a unifying experience especially as they continue to get better and as they continue to get into a rhythm that's also why I think even the early buy yes you're injured I understand that but it also allowed them to get into a bit of a rhythm now as the seasons come along. By the time you get to this point of the year, it's business as usual. It's showing up, doing the work, moving on next. 